Wow. That's all I can say about that song. Wow. That is a brand new song that has never been played yet on the air by Tamika Dixon called Angels and Demons. And um, she sent this to me last night. It's hot off the press. And uh, we are going to be talking to Tamika Dixon, who is um, keeping the blues alive for her late grandfather, Willie Dixon. And she is a legend, and she's creating her own legendary stuff based around the blues and keeping the blues alive and just a lot of other really great projects. And I'm really, really excited that both Spencer and I can have her on the show. This is Holly Steffi. Just wanted to let you know um, this show will be available on iTunes afterwards for a download and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And with that, I am going to bring in uh, Spencer Drake, my um, co-host from New York, and also Tamika Dixon from, she's calling in today, I think, from Memphis. This woman moves around like lightning. Is everybody there? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we love you, dear. Thank you, thank you. Tamika, that... That song still unbelievably beautiful. It's you know, when I was listening to it I was thinking it would be really great for a movie or something like that. It's a great song. It's um what do you think, That's Spencer? That's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm shooting for. What do you think of that song, Spencer? Incredible. I mean the the comp- first of all what really intrigued the choir. me and the yes, the choir and the uh, complexity of the arrangement, Violin, how beautiful it is, yeah. and well put together, and production-wise, top of the line. And uh, I, mean, I know Holly agrees with me on this. I mean, the, it, that is really amazing and a gorgeous song and great vocals. Powerful. What can I say? Powerful, right? Powerful exactly. song. Powerful right. song. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. If you guys don't mind, I would like to give a shout out to all of the musicians that helped me with it. Yeah. So many. Uh, here at Artist Absolutely. Studio. Uh, first off, there was hear you. Rick Steph on piano, Steve Selvig on lead, Alice Payton on the violin, uh, Jeff Jansen and his band, which uh, Jeff has always been my uh, band leader, and he also plays lead guitar as well on the track, uh, William Ruffinoff. Is the bass player there, James Cunningham, drums, and the incredible Mike Wilson, who helped me engineer this. And just want to give a big shout-out to Artist Studios Memphis, my mom, for calling in and making that last-minute change. She's like, you got to scream. That's right. And that's what we did. (laughs) And uh, most of all, my um, executive producer, Tim Price, we had some background vocalists on there that did the job of that choir, which was uh, Miss Reba Russell, Jarrett Dover, Keith Sykes, and of course, Alice Hansen again, because she's just sweet all the way around the board. So, and these are the people wow. that came together with with the granddaughter of the blues to create this Angels and Demons. It took me two years and three studio sessions to work with all of them individually, and pretty mm. much piece together who would be the perfect people for this track. Who would be the perfect musicians? And they uh, made Jamaica, the cut. Who, who they were phenomenal. The we started from scratch, two-day uh, production, and we got it done. Who produced yep. it? Who who produced it, Tamika? I produced it. Oh wow! Yep. Cool. Yeah, I She's produced doing all my, real all my music now. <laughs> and I was I was lucky. I was lucky one night one night when we were talking. I got her. I said, "She says I got this new song. 
It's it's gonna it's <laughs> just gonna it's just gonna rock the world. And I said, sing wow. it. And she goes, no problem. And she, sang <laughs> it. she first recited the lyrics and then sang it. Funny. I was like blown away. But you know yeah. what I'd love for you to do, Tamika, before Spencer and I get into asking you questions. And we have other music that we're gonna be playing, which shows her diversity in music is why don't we um, introduce you and why don't you tell a little bit about what you're doing and about how your grandfather influenced you and basically raised you and everything that goes along with it and how you are where you are today and what you're doing because you're doing some amazing stuff. I don't want to even tell anyone. You can tell everyone. This is great. Well, first off, I want to start by introducing myself. My name is Tomiko Dixon. I'm known as the granddaughter of the blues out of Chicago. I've been in the music industry for uh, the last past 10 years. Uh, I started out working behind the scenes with the legendary J.B. Ross, the Chicago Music Awards, and, of course, the Dixon family. Uh, In 2015, we launched me as an artist, and we started at the Chicago Blues Fest tribute to my grandfather, Willie Dixon, and Muddy Waters. And after that, it just skyrocketed. I became a Grammy member, uh, partners with uh, different blues societies, the Windy City Blues Society, who I'm now the vice president of, uh, the Blues Foundation in Memphis. I'm a supporter of the Blues, um, the Memphis Blues Society. I'm a supporter of, supporter of, and uh, I've been working since, I would say, supporting different musicians and helping them with their rights and different stuff like that. That's where it started out. Uh, at first, I couldn't get anybody to do my songs, so I started singing them myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now we're here. So now I'm signed <laughs> with uh, Sony Orchard. I have a partnership with them uh, to bring out other artists and uh, distribution and publishing and all of that good stuff. I'm working with Critical Content for a new reality show out of Chicago that's based around my life and my legacy in the blues. And it's just a lot of good things coming. Cool. That's That's where we are right now. TV show, record label. Yeah, let's talk about that TV show thing that you were telling me about a little bit because you were telling me how it was just like everybody, you're doing a reality TV show. Can we talk about that a little bit? I can talk about it just a little bit. Yeah, I was selected uh, to help Critical Content create a reality TV show about the blues world, and that's as much as I can say. Wow. (laughs) So we've already shot the pilot. Uh, Most of the main cast has been picked for it already, and uh, we are being shopped to, like, it was like uh, 124 different networks. We've now narrowed it down to the last four, and this is like the the short haul after this. It will be on the air. So someone's going to get lucky and get this show. Yeah. <laughs> and we know. And we I know, mean, and seriously, because the blues world is something mind. else. You know, it's the, the roots right. of all of the music. So you get the roots, you get the whole tree, you know. That's so. true. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, Spencer and I have a huge appreciation for your music and also for your late grandfather's music and all the great people. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about that you've been you've been able to play um, with a lot of the people that did play with your late grandfather. And also I wanted to talk about that I want to I really want to say this that you were the youngest person ever inducted into the Chicago Blues Hall of Fame. Um, 
You know, I think that may have changed over the years since I've been inducted because we have uh, Kingfish now and Jeremiah Rogers, Uh a different artist that I I believe may have been inducted. But at that particular time in 2015, I was the youngest person inducted into the Chicago Blues Hall of Fame, which was really sweet. I was inducted by uh, Lynn Ormanwise and Michael Packer, uh, the late Michael Packer. He was the uh, original... uh, producer of the Chicago Blues Hall of Fame, rest his soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did me a big favor by recognizing me at that particular time in my career. It did so much for me, you know. Uh, since then, mm-hmm. uh, the Blues Hall of Fame has, has came back and they recognized me as Blues Ambassador. That was done on um, New Year's Eve, 2018. But he got yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So now I'm, I'm the. I like to call myself the world blues ambassador since I deal with people from all around the world. <laughs> no, it's I do. Great. They call me Tamiko. How do I? I'm like, come on, let me show you. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that I hold on to. That's what my grandfather used to do. He helped artists, you know, get themselves out there, you know, learn the business, and I keep the tradition going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing because we need people to uh, help other artists. You know, Holly and I do our show in that yeah. mode of exposing yeah. artists that need to be exposed, and you're doing the same thing. So we're all in the same family, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Just and like you reached out to me, Spencer. You know. I, yeah, <laughs> and you. It, yeah. And you talked about um, that you had a label created just for yourself to help to yeah. bring about an awareness for people, blues artists that ha- would never be heard or, you know, had that chance to really promote themselves. And that's really what you're all about. So um, yes, yes. this brings up a good question I want to ask um, you, because you've been around music uh, pretty much your whole life. Um, what I want to ask you is for any young adults or any parents or anyone listening that wants to get into music and is has an interest in it what would you what would you recommend them to do well nowadays you know with the computer era and everything i would recommend that they go to youtube and they look up Mm -hmm. uh different um different topics like uh what's it like to be in a music business what is the purpose of a copyright the importance of having a publishing company and then after that i would tell them to go to uh i'm a bmi member so, of course, I'm going to tell you to go to BMI, but I believe that you can find it at BMI, ASCAP, or CSAC. Go to one of their websites, mm-hmm. you know, BMI.com, CSAC.com, ASCAP.com, and uh, go to their uh, question and answer section and just find out more about the music industry, the business end of things, before you get into the industry. That would be my yep. main advice. And we both know, we both know, to me, Spencer Tomiko is really a um, business person at heart. Besides just music, um, yeah. we talked about contracts on us phone one night. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> we talked about we talked about contracts, and it was very interesting. She said something very interesting to me that really, you know, went home for me. She said the first contract you get usually. Is for the what did you say the, for the other person? Not really yeah, it's in a, your it's, best it's interest. It's always in a favor, you know, because you know when a lawyer writes a contract for their client, they write it in their client's favor, right? Mm-hmm. So that first contract, I like to call it a practice contract. So that's why when I work mm-hmm. with someone's offering me something, I tell them just make me your third offer. Uh-huh. The second one always has to be ironed. The first one is not not going to be in your favor at all. The second one has to be ironed out, and the third one is most likely which one you're going to take. 
So we might as well just go yeah. straight to the third offer. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't that funny, Spencer? I I, I, was I like, love it. I love it. I was it. like, oh, my God, this is great. Well, so I'm going to apply that that to my yeah. life, you know, with a lot That's of different right. things. Yeah, it that, never fails. It never both fails. Things. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, you know, so Angels and Demons, um, that is – tell us what you're currently working on. Besides that, you just finished that last night. I mean, is this going to go on a new compilation CD, or what are you doing right now? I'm going to release that song as a single. Uh, I currently have out mm-hmm. an album right now, which is Blues Arising, and that's a combination mm-hmm. of my grandfather's songs uh, that I've reproduced oh. and I'm singing on as well, uh, along with some originals on there well, as well, like the the two next ones that you will play, uh, A New Day Arising and Heartache Blues. Uh, so I'm just getting ready for the Grammys next year. Hopefully I'll make the nomination ballot and win and come home with the Grammy. Yeah, um, that would be you. great. <laughs> Uh, that's my goal, oh, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, that's my goal. I want to win. Yeah, you're going to win. You're going to win. I, I, let me bring up something that you talked to me about. I spoke to Holly about you. You're doing a very big blues festival in Illinois. Why don't you talk about that? Yes, the Windy City Blues Festival. Uh, this year, we actually may be canceled. I just found that that out uh, a couple of days ago. I'll find out more when I get home, and we may have to move to a different park because some problems is going on there with that park and lions. So oh, it's okay. kind of like up in the air right now. Uh, but last year we had the festival, of course. It was the kickoff of the festival. And we were able to bring out like over 6,000 people uh, for the first wow. time. So, That's yeah. great. That's great. So what I'm doing now is focusing on the Chicago Blues Festival because we're a big supporter of that. And yeah. we're going to work on bringing in uh, more members and just building up the Windy City Blues Society. So we won't run into a problem like this again. So that's do you have a date? Mm-hmm. Do you have a that's date on the Chicago Blues Festival? Do you have a date on that? Yeah, the Chicago Blues Festival is June the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Wow. So coming that's right next up. week coming up. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. So I have to get back home now and get ready for <laughs> the Chicago Blues. Festival. That's right. I have a meet and greet Girl. with me on the eighth. Oh, so great. different people are coming in, different magazines are coming in town to meet and greet and interview me. I may make the front cover. Ooh. Ooh oh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Glamour Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> being no. on the front cover of the magazine. You should be. <laughs> no, so wait. Before we went on the air, you were telling me how you had to rush back because you had a meet and greet with somebody or you had somebody coming in to take pictures of you. Exactly. Yeah. So as soon as I get back, I have to go to uh, Ken, Ken Getty, which is uh, Mayor Christopher Getty Alliance's father's birthday party. And then the next day, I'm going to meet uh, with the Living Blues magazine, Blues and mm-hmm. um, Heritage. And they're going to interview me uh, for the front cover of their magazine. We just did a sweet interview with Blues Matters that's going to um, air uh, within this month and next month. So I've been doing a lot of interviews and magazines and stuff like that. Oh, that's because great. Because of the new album, Blues Arising. Blues Arising. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. So well, listen, thank you. I thank have, you. No, are you kidding? Um, I have two other <laughs> songs that we both <laughs> hear funny. I have two other songs here, A New Day Arising and Heartache Blues. Which one would you like me to play in the middle here? I'm going to play one of those tunes, so that's off the – latest um C D that or latest release that you've done besides Angels and yeah, Demons, which is gonna be a single. 
Which one? We should go with Heartache Blues, and then we can end with Blues, okay. I mean, with uh, New Day Arising. So it's a new day, okay, so we'll so take it out with a new day. Yeah, so let's talk about Heartache Blues a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that song, because that's a great song. So Heartache Blues, uh, I recorded that song in Arden as well. I recorded it, uh, that version that you have, the piano version, is myself and um, Rick Steff again, which is the son of Dick Steff. Um, here out of Memphis, his father's very famous. It's kind of cute that all of us legendary children get together and meet in Arden Studios and just create these great songs. So Heartache Blues actually started out as uh, it started out as a poem that I was writing about a bad relationship that I was in, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I gotta get out of this mess. It was either that relationship or my career, and I think. Everybody yep. goes through that same situation at one point or another, you know, and of course I chose myself, so we're here now, but uh, <laughs> that was the situation, and I, I wrote a song about it, and that's what I do a wow. lot of times, you know, uh, situations that I've been through, uh, things I've seen other people go through, you know, stuff that I need some understanding about, I'll write about it and hopefully make a great hit out of it. It's a great song, and we're going to play it really quickly right now, and then we're going to come back with Tamiko Dixon and myself, um, Holly Steffi, and Spencer Drake from New York. And, uh, again, if you tuned in late, um, you can catch this uh, in its full entirety as a podcast afterwards. And uh, it will be on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe. And um, let me play Heartache Blues, and we'll come right back. How's that? Sounds good. Yeah, it's a great song. Your 
I got this heartache blue You just left me high and dry Tears screaming from my This heartache blue. Well, that's a great song. Wow, incredible! So good. Yeah. I mean, Thank you know, you know, Holly. It's like you feel it in the heart. You know, that's the thing yeah, about to me. Yeah. Feel her in the heart, and that is some. Oh, not everybody God. has that, right? And I know, nope. uh, Holly, you and I agree on this. It's like th- this type of music is very exceptional. Thank you, Tomiko. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you for recognizing. You know what's really beautiful about it also is, yeah, you can really feel it. And the thing is, I'm sure there are a lot of people that can really relate to that, and they're saying, okay. So, you know, like yeah, <laughs> to that. in a bad relationship, Absolutely. you keep taking them back, and you know, you know, you need to leave that person alone. But you know, you've been with them so long, you say, okay, you know, I'm gonna do it this one last time. And it was <laughs> yep. one time too many. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you know, uh-huh. I want to ask you, um, what when you were uh, growing up? and you were around your grandfather and you saw all the musicians coming and going and all the different people they played with. I think we talked about this on the phone. You said it was really interesting because you got to meet a lot of different people. Um, yeah. Do you have any memories of that? And do, do you want to share any of those memories with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I remember meeting, one of the main memories that I remember of uh, one of, the artist that I met, it was Coco Taylor. And oh, wow. my grandfather, it was his last time performing at the Chicago Blues Festival because that next following year he didn't perform. My uh, uncles and aunts did a dedication to him because he was too sick to make it to Chicago. Oh, and wow. so the last festival he was here, I remember being a little kid, my little brother and I, we always loved going to the Chicago Blues Festival because we would get backstage and eat up all their peach cobbler. And we would eat all of the <laughs> crust off of the top of the peach. <laughs> and just leave the peaches in there, right? <laughs> and Connie's peach cobbler. Oh, it was like pizza and peach cobbler crust. That that was our thing. But I remember um, Coco was sick at that show. And she wasn't feeling good. And I just remember her saying, I'm going to go ahead and muscle through this. I can't wait for this to be over. And so after she got off stage, she came to the side gate and she started signing autographs for people. And that was the first time that I saw true showmanship because I know that she wasn't feeling good because, you know, we were backstage. But when she came out in front mm-hmm. of the crowd, you, can never, you couldn't even tell. It's like when she got on stage, she just started feeling better all of a sudden or something, you know. And so that was my first true sign of showmanship, seeing Coco Taylor. You you inspired her. 
inspired me. <laughs> she inspired me because I'm like, you know what? Wow, it's, it's, it's times when I'm not really filling up the part. And I'm like, okay, I got to go out here and do a cocoa on them. And <laughs> that's exactly what I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, and, and like when you were just at home with your grandfather and stuff, was he playing music a lot? Did you join in and play with him or sing with him or anything? You know what, actually, I never sung a lot with my grandfather uh, growing up. I used to read to him all the time. My grandfather would love for me to read to him. He was always really? in education and stuff like that. Wow. So, you know, when I was, like, in the uh, first grade, uh, I was reading, like, maybe on the fifth grade level or something like that. So I would always impress him by what he liked whenever, you know, he came over. And I'm like, Granddaddy, I, I learned something today. He's like, what? And I'll give him the book. I'll go over. He'll have me go stand so far away I couldn't possibly be cheating and looking at it. And I would read him that book because I rememberized it, you know, for when he got there. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as music being played in the house, my Uncle Freddie, my Uncle Bobby, my mom, uh, Johnny, my Auntie uh, Elnor, BB, uh, my Uncle Junior, Willie Dixon Jr., everyone played music. My grandfather made sure that all of his kids learned the instrument, okay? And so mm-hmm. it carried on to the next generation because my mom always played music in the house, and she would always dance and play with us before we went to bed. And a lot of times we were dancing and playing off of my grandfather's songs, and, of course, I was too young to know it. When I got older, I'm like, what's that song you used to play when we were little, the last home run? She's like, girl, that's your granddaddy's song. I'm like, for real? Well, where is it? She like, it's down on the 45. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's like I just grew up in a house full of music, and to this day, all of my aunts and uncles they still play music. You know, uh, mm-hmm. my band is my grandfather's original band, the Chicago Blues uh, yeah. Stars. The, the last members, you know, my uncle Freddie, Jimmy Tillman, and John Watkins, Big Bad John Watkins. And so often we'll uh, pair ourselves with a lot of my grandfather's friends that's still alive, like the Root Doctor and Billy Branch and different folks like that. Uh, some mm. of my grandfather's uh, protégés or prodigies that he discovered at the time. So my life has always been about music. Whether it was blues yeah. music, hip-hop, you know, rock and roll, you know, I love it all. I consider mm. it you all know, blues. That's right, how we were raised. Right, right. Yeah. That, that brings up something that I mentioned to Spencer um, yesterday. On the track that we're going to be closing with today, it's very, it, it has a different feeling to it, and um, A New Day Arising has a very rock and roll feel to it, and mm-hmm. besides just the blues. So I wanted to ask you, so you, 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 you're straight across the board. You just love music. You can play pretty much anything. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. Well, I can write because I love writing music. So when I write mm-hmm. music, whatever, you know, it, everything to me is not, going to be done on 12-bar blues. Some things need a violin. Mm-hmm. Some things need a washboard. Some things are going to need uh, an aggressive piano player, you know. And then some things mm-hmm. are going to need a shuffle. So it's it's just my style of writing. Mm-hmm. You know. That's all I can and say. Very... A lot of times I don't even know how it comes to me. Like the Angels and Demons. I have no idea where that song came from. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really don't. I, All I know is that it started I, off 
as the devil in disguise, I could see it in, in his eyes. He wants me to burn, right? Next thing you know, it turned into this trilogy of good against evil, angels and demons, uh, you know, my take on the world and what I see questions that I always ask as a child, like, what are we? Who are we? Who is I am? Who is God? What is God's real name? What do you call him? What does hallelujah mean? What is Yahweh? What is this? What is that? And so I'm like, okay, if I'm asking this question as intelligent as I am, I'm quite sure that the world is asking this question. And it's something that we'll just probably never know until we six feet deep. Where's heaven? So it was just like uh, a regular flow of questions that I've always had that no one was able to answer. And so Mm -hmm. even with um, heartache blues, heartache blues was a situation I went through and I I didn't understand why the relationship was, you know, why it was. And I probably will never know why. But at the end of the day, I had to get out of it, right? And Mm -hmm. so a new day Mm -hmm. arising. Uh, You know, we go through things in life, lessons that we learn. If you don't learn them, you continue to repeat them. And at the end of the day, all you can do is just breathe and thank God that you're alive and live in Mm -hmm. that new day. That's right. You know? That's right. It's and it's so a be- it's, it's a beautiful song. Life. Yeah, and we'll be hearing that later. Um, but I wanted to ask you on that on that uh, compilation. Do you have any other tracks on there that you want to talk about on your newest release besides that? Yeah, another one that, one that, that I hold dear to heart is one of my grandfather's tunes, which was his most uh, favorite tune to sing out of all his songs, and that wow. was "It Don't Make mm-hmm. Sense, You Can't Make Me." I wanted to take the song and do it my way. You know, when I do music, I like to insert myself in it, you know. Um, I'm very good at mimicking and doing things traditionally, but I I felt that uh, I should add my, you know, my piece of the history to the music. Mm -hmm. So it reminds me of the first poem that I wrote, which I'm going to turn into a song eventually, or I'm going to take it and use it as as an interlude. And it's called The Granddaughter of the Blues. You guys want me to recite it for you? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear it. <coughs> okay. Okay. I was confused and didn't know where to turn, which way should I choose? So I prayed to my grandpa. And he told me it's not about you. He said, follow in the footsteps that I have set for you, because I got some unfinished things, baby, that only you can do. He said, carry on in my legacy. To waste will be a shame. And never let them fool you, because the music's all the same. They might try to change it around, but it's all still a blues. He said, my spirit is alive, and it's living in you. So I asked him, what am I put here for? And he said, to carry the name of the Dixon's blood that's running through your veins. And he told me to contribute because it's my destiny to, following his footsteps, because I'm the granddaughter of the blues. And so that quote is also going into the new book that I'm writing with Mr. Jake Brown, which is called The Real Blues. We're on the mm-hmm. 10th chapter now, so that book will be releasing, uh, I want to say, next spring. Well, you got to come on, Tamika, uh, on our show when that <laughs> book is done. You know that. I sure will, and I'm going to bring my writer, Jake Brown. This guy is like knuckle-crushing to get this book done with me. Oh, he's just so phenomenal. That's great. He's so phenomenal. Yeah, so I imagine the stories book. must be unreal in this book. I mean, you must have. Un- it is. We were able to interview Betty LeVette, uh Robert Cray, uh, oh, my grandfather, because we went back into uh, public domain uh, interviews oh, and different stuff oh. like that and got the words directly from the horse's mouth on a lot of things. So, you mm-hmm. know, the story of how Buddy Guy came about and 
You know, mm-hmm. my, my uncles are in there, family members, and uh, Nellie Travis, Holly Maxwell, the Chicago blues scene is the past, present, and future of blues. Oh, my God. That's this right. This is like the blues right. Bible. I'm, I'm thinking this That's is like right. the blues That's right. I call it the Bible. Holy Grail of blues, yes. yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It it's started with me wanting to take my grandfather's history. Yeah, it started with me wanting to take my grandfather's history and put it all in one place because he did so much. You know, he started off as a boxer. Then he started playing. Then he started producing, and then he just start. He started the Chicago Blues Festival. He's the main producer, you know, producer really? of that. And then wow. the Roots Festival, you know, overseas yeah. in Europe, taking the musicians back and forth. Early in the forties, you know, when it was still people living in slavery down south, you know, damn near, you know. So he he accomplished so much throughout his life, and it was just spread everywhere. What he was most known for was the things that he did at Chess records but it was so much that came before he got to chess it was the reason why chess let him in there to run their company you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah the thing was just taking all of his history and bringing it together and out of that you got the blues you got one of the most wow. prolific writers of all times you have a lot of careers that got started from him being in, in the um, industry by him just being born and alive and you even got me from it so yeah. I gotta, I, listen, I got I to tell you, uh, Tomiko, <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you and Holly a great blues story that I know. I worked for, and Holly had Bernard uh, ESP Disc. I worked for ESP Disc in the beginning of my life. I did some packaging, some great jazz artists and so forth. And Bernard handled Otis Blackwell. So Otis Blackwell would come into mm-hmm. our office, and I would talk to him every so often. He told me a story which is unbelievable. I, I don't think a lot of people know. RCA wanted to give Don't Be Cruel to Frankie Valli, an unknown then. Yeah, and you know mm. Frankie Valli became famous. But you know what? Yeah. Otis said, no, I want to give it to this artist, Elvis Presley. Mm. <laughs> That's a great story, right? Yeah, yes, it is. And I'm here in Memphis, That's, too. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Home of Grateful. Yeah. Oh, and my grandfather, yeah. he, oh, he, really, he loved That's Elvis. Right. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. You were telling right? me some Elvis yeah. stories. Let's talk about that. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. My grandma would always tell a story about when Elvis came over to the house uh, to get songs from my grandfather. And so my grandmother always hosted everyone when they came in town. She would fry up chicken and cook. She was known for this. They call it the Dixon chicken. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is the only one that know how to cook this chicken I like her. No, great. Dixon I love chicken. that. Dixon chicken. Wow. Dixon and so we went Dixon whenever the artist would, yeah, whenever the artist would come over, they would go down in the basement with granddaddy and they would, you know, work oh on music, you know, different stuff like that. But my grandfather, he, he always trusted Elvis. And my grandma was like, you know, my grandmother wow. called him w, w, WJ for Willie nope. James. Wow. But they just say wow. WJ. Double wow. J, you better put your name on them songs. So <laughs> while my grandfather was writing songs, giving them out to people, you know, my grandfather was taking those little sketch papers and mailing them back, okay? <laughs> she played no games. Yeah. Look, she was like, so yeah, yeah trust them all, baby. Yeah, go right on ahead. And she was mailing them right on. That's her. I got to ask you one more thing. I I did work for John Lee Hooker. I did his promo photographs. On, my photograph is honorably on the front cover of the Best of John Lee Hooker by Rhino Records. Did Willie have an association with John Lee? Yes. Okay. 
Could you talk about so that? It was, my, it was my grandfather, John Lee Hooker, B.B. King, and uh, Bill Weathers. Those oh, wow. were the, the four horsemen, and they were all great friends. You know, a lot wow. of people say, well, I was friends with your grandfather. They were partners that worked with my grandfather, but those were my grandfather's friends, those three. Really? Wow, that's great to know. Yeah. Great to know. Yeah. Thank you. That is mm-hmm. so So you great. can find the picture on Google. It's my grandfather, B.B. King, and John Lee Hooker sitting by the pool, and they're like, you'll oh, never I be love as that. cool as these oh, my three God, sitting by the pool. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh, God, I love that one. Oh, they were God. making money moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, I got to tell you a story. Gonna, I got to tell you. I got to tell you a story that ties it. So, so I got it. So yeah. John Lee Hooker. I'm going out to uh, a raceway in the summer. It's really hot weather, and John's going to play. You love this, Tamika. And so he's sitting in the trailer, and I've got to take a picture of him in about five minutes. This is like a real photography story. So I, t- I take a really nice picture of him. Thank God, it's on the front cover of that album I was telling. But anyway, the story is this: John's sitting there with a the guitar. His agent walks in with a roll of bills wrapped in a rubber band, right? Mm. And he shows it to John, and he says, okay, John, now we can play. This is really old school, right? I mean, this is like, Mm -hmm. and I never forgot that. I remember sitting in the wagon and the agent coming in and showing the big roll of bills. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how it went because a lot of the agents, they would put your name on the ticket and book that ticket. And as long, you know, they can get the different companies to uh, pick up the ticket sales and sell the tickets as long as one of the headliners showed up. So a lot of times you would get there and sometimes they didn't want to pay you. Wow. So, yeah, you got to actually know you have the money mm-hmm. before you get on that stage. Right, exactly. It's like that nowadays. It's really not a big difference now. Forget about it. I mean, you only feel secure if you're working for the city or something, you know, doing a city festival or something, you know, you'll get that check. But other than that, you don't want to get your money, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a funny story. Great story. So, I mean, in those days, Willie, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, Willie was a foundation, a great, of course, a historic writer, and the Rolling Stones covered him, right? And so many great people yeah, covered yeah. Willie Dixon in life, and um, people have to know that. I think a lot of people don't know how great he was. He really was a foundation, his music, for so many great people covering his songs, things like that. I mean, he's just a whole trip. But... um I can hardly wait to, to, Holly and I can hardly wait to read your book. <laughs> yes, this book is off the chain. You know what, it's it's so remarkable because, like, even Larkin Poe was in the book. So many people, I've been connected with so many people because of this book. Wow. Because of this wow. book, yeah, because everyone yeah. wanted to put their two cents in there, which is great because it's blues history. You know, I was, I, I, I checked out a lot of the blues uh, books that are out, and it, it tells like a, a specific story on certain artists and whoever their pack is. You know, it wasn't a whole general thing like interviewing the the blues foundations, the the mm-hmm. blues media. You know, just different people right. that really played a part in carrying the blues past, present, and future. So I wanted wow. to make sure that it was validated, and that whoever That's goes in the book is validated. And that it it told the whole story of blues, you know. Wow. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. people people want a record of everything, and it's hard to find. It's hard to yeah. find all of that great stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's great. 
You know, that's, like I said, that's, my writer, that's, Jake Brown, he's, he's phenomenal. Really I mean, he's just, I, he, he amazed me. I was like, wow. He like, yeah. <laughs> he just texted me today like, we're already on Chapter 10. He like, I'm going through it with the breeze, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, check wow. me out, Mr. Jake Brown. That's what I'm talking about. He can hang wow, with the granddaughter cool. blues. He gets it done. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what I want to ask is um, how how soon can we expect Angels and Demons to be released? Do you think, um, like, is it finalized? Is that the final version, what we just played? Or that is the final version. It's the final version. I'll be uploading it to Sony's system when I get home in a couple of days. I want mm-hmm. to say about a fourth. So I expect it to be released uh, on my grandfather's birthday, July the 1st. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. And then the video, I got the footage for the video already. I need to shoot a couple of scenes um, when I go to Chicago because I'm going to go by his grave site and put flowers on his oh, grave and use that wow. as a scene. And also at my grandmother's grave site and put that oh. in scene. And then I'm going to stop by a church uh, that helped my family there in Inglewood, Chicago. I'm going to stop by there and hopefully get the pastor to agree. Uh, to be in the video and stand at the podium when I come and kneel down before the podium. Because I was looking for some, I'm thinking um, that I need something like gothic, you know, kind of like olden days or something. You know how you go into those uh, big yeah, Catholic churches or, right. yeah, and then they have these big old organs that go all the way up to the ceiling. Well, this oh, yeah. church has that organ. So I'm going to ask Pastor Raven when I get home, like, uh, you want to be in a video? <laughs> He's most likely going to say, yeah. So you know what, Tomiko, I'm going to bring up something here. I'm sure Holly's going to agree with this. I want everybody out there that's listening to us on July 1st to give a silent prayer for one minute to Willie Dixon. And I'm going to do yes. that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. right, the great poet yeah. of the blues. And, you know, every year on Facebook, I, I do something for my grandfather and I, Blues Heaven Foundation. Um, my Auntie Jackie runs that. They have a celebration for him. So people celebrate my grandfather all around the world. They've been doing it mm. all of this time. So I'm just so wow. grateful to everyone that helps keep the blues alive. Like the uh, Blues Matters uh, magazine that I interviewed from, uh, for, they were asking me, like, how did I feel about uh, musicians overseas? you know, uh, having a blues scene. And I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. That's what my grandfather fought for. That's what he wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I, I made sure that I thanked them because they always hosted my grandfather, his comrades, and even to this day, artists, as they come, when they come back and forth from overseas. And everyone wow. has a beautiful story to tell about when they go overseas and how much they're loved, you know. And so I'm like, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful that thing. is really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, the blues has spread it worldwide. It's bled into every community, every fashion, every race, you know, every creed, and it's a beautiful thing. Mm, it is. That's it amazing. Is. Yeah. That's just amazing. Mm. So are you planning on going over to Europe at all soon? Because I know we talked a little bit on, about that. I am planning on not soon. Not yeah, soon, but mm-hmm. I am planning on going, yeah. You know, I want it to be a certain thing. Like, I want to go and perform for the Queen, you know, or something like that. Wow. You know, oh, maybe yeah. go perform for the King. That is very cool. That is very cool. A nice tour, yeah. 
No, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I'm so, getting the music together so I can go over there and perform. <laughs> I have a lot of, uh, yeah. I have a lot of followers and fans. I call them friends, but the market call them followers and, and fans. But they're all that's my right. friends, you know. Yeah. You know, well, we gotta, that's we the gotta, thing. Holly and I have a Tomiko fan club right here. Uh, you know. Ah, sweet, sweet. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. You I got it. You. You got Thank it from you. us. Thank you. you. got it from us. Well, we we are definitely going to try to get you, you know, this song, Angel and Demons, I, I definitely think it's great. It's just one of the coolest tracks I've heard and all this other stuff that you are working on and and the music that I've heard is just incredible. And the song we're going to be ending with today is another song that I'm just really excited about because it has such a different feeling to it. Um, yeah. It does. And, you know, I wanted to say real quick, because I'm getting, I'm getting a little information from people. This show is airing live, and it will be available, like I said, afterwards as a podcast. But I'm hearing that um, some people aren't able to hear it streaming. I'm not sure. Uh, well. Tamika, do you have anyone listening live? Um at all that you can verify that with? Do you know? No, I have to get on my iPhone. Because <laughs> I'm, because uh, I'm checking, I'm checking right now with. Um, but I know it will be available as a podcast afterwards. But I don't understand yeah, why it's yeah. not. It's not loading. It's very interesting. But um, it's all good because it's going to be a okay, podcast. I'm online, too, I'm online. Be podcast. Yeah, they could pick it up. Are you online? Yeah. Yeah, I'm live. I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the page and it says we're live. Uh, I just don't. I'm hearing from people that it's not loading. Just a oh. couple of people have asked me that. Okay. I'm wondering if I have a lot of people. Let me look and see how many people are listening because I can do that. Um, and so you know what I wanted to say also was um, I wanted to know. Are you thinking about any other blues festivals at all besides just the one that um, you talked about in Chicago there? Because you and I talked about Yeah, we got the Chicago Blues Festival, the Richton Park uh, Festival, the Idlewild Blues Festival. Mm. Uh, those are the three that I'm That's big time. pretty much focused on right now. Yeah. I got to take it one day at a time. Yeah, that's right. Not only am oh, I no. performing and then I'm recording and writing, but I'm also running this big label now that I've started. Well, you know, this, music. Is, this mm-hmm. is the thing about Tamika. You've got amazing energy yeah. and because you're doing everything yourself. That's it. Remember I told yeah. you about yeah. You're doing everything. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you know what? Sometimes you have to do it yourself, especially if you yeah. want it done a certain way. Right. You I know? agree with you. And I, I noticed that I get things done fast and efficiently. <laughs> So that's the thing, <laughs> you know. And then later yeah. on, I'll hire some folks once I get the swing of things. Because I like to use myself. Because, you know, I just signed this deal with Sony. So I'm using myself as a guinea pig to pretty much know how things are going, you know, mm-hmm. how long it's a turnover, you know, and different stuff like that. And then, you know, I could put other people in position. But right now I'm pretty much going head in, you know. Well, you know, myself, you know, yeah. Tamika, I'm honored to be a Grammy judge every year in album packaging selected by the Grammy committee, and also I'm a Grammy voting judge. So you can, you know, you have my vote next year when you come in with your Thank music. you, thank you. Woo-hoo. I'll get the word yeah, out. Yeah, I'm so excited about this Grammy thing. You know, yeah, thank Naras, you. get the word out to Naras. I want to hear. 
I want to hear about um, this last time that you had um, you did something with Billboard. I remember you talking a little bit about how Billboard featured you, and that's how yeah, Spencer yeah. got in touch with you. Yeah, that's right. Let's yeah, do, you know what? The Grammys helped bit. me with that. The Recording Academy, uh, because I made it past the first round of the mm-hmm. Grammys mm-hmm. with my last release, with release which was uh, Living in the Blues. That had heartache blues, and it had a version of my grandfather's, well, my version of my grandfather's I'm Ready on there that I did with Eddie Cole, band out of Germany. And uh, I submitted that for Grammys and made it past the first round. And because I made it past the first round, and the Grammys ended up splitting a vote with me because they put two of my songs in one category, even though I didn't. Wow. But, (laughs) yeah. And so it was like, okay, well, we're offering you extra promotion, you know, um, with the billboard. And I'm like, this is so sweet. Love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're like, well, you submit and see what billboard says. And billboard was like, yeah, come on, baby. And then uh, the owner of Vibe magazine, because I thought, you know, I didn't, you know, I've never been in billboard before. So I thought that maybe I'd just send them a text and some pictures or something, and they're going to put it in billboard. They're like, no, honey, you need an ad. I'm like, I need an ad. (laughs) (laughs) So the owner of Vibe Magazine, he helped me build. I mean, he personally took me on, helped me build an ad, put it in billboard. I was like, this is so sweet. So everyone's calling me like, I see you 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 know the story. And and not only that, but I'm voting on the Grammys. I get the billboard issue on the Grammy. I open it up. I see your ad. And then they said, wait a minute, there's something about this artist. I don't know, the name Dixon, I mean, maybe she's real. it doesn't matter. There's something, that's how you got on the show. But, you know, it was something yeah. about the vibe. You had a vibe in that ad. <laughs> you had a vibe wow. in that ad. Of all the ads, you know how big the magazine is, it's 40 billion ads. Mm-hmm. You're the only one I went to to put on the show. I just want to wow. tell you that. You're the only one I went to. And we have this wow. great, Holly, you and me, we have this great relationship, you know. Exactly. Now, I'm online right now, right? And I see it says on air, and that's all. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now trying to see if I can hear it. Should it have, like, a play button where you can play or something? Yeah, it's at the top, and uh, I'm just looking at it right now to see what the deal is. Um, But it will be a podcast, and and we are able to be heard. Yeah, people are listening. I can see the numbers. Yep, I see it. Oh, and also those great pictures that we have up there on the player are really awesome. Gives you a a vision of the beautiful Tomiko herself. (laughs) Thank you. You know, all of these pictures were from something, too, which is sweet. Because, like, one of them is the new day arising, and one of them is my red carpet walk at the Grammys. I was just so happy mm-hmm. to walk the red carpet at the Grammys. Because, you know, you watch it on TV and you say, like, right. because right. I was never one of those people to say, oh, I want to be the Grammys, oh, I want to win. But since I'm in now, I want to win. But at first, that's I was right. like, oh, you know, that's for everybody else. I'm like, oh, no, I'm here now. I got to win. <laughs> well, you no, know, totally I'll tell you, I got to tell you a story. Michael McDonald was on the Grammys once, and, you know, I was nominated for a Grammy with an album cover with Talking Heads, very famous for your music. But anyway, Michael McDonald said something on the Grammys one year, and I never forgot this, and you got to remember this. He said, just to be nominated is an honor, and I always right. remember that. And the only select five remember in each category. So it's like when you're nominated, that's good. 
for me, it's good. I was nominated. I have a certificate on my wall in my But that is enough for me. You know, it's like it's like just out of the whole year, right? All the selections. You got to think about this. Only five. Hello. Yeah. So it's like yeah. an honor. I just want to tell you, it's an honor just to be nominated. We hope you win, of course. I'm not downgrading winning because that's a great honor. But I'm just telling you, nomination is also amazing. Yeah, because it puts just you on the same, honored, you know, yeah. level as you know the other artists. Because I was looking, I'm like, I'm in the category, and it's kind of interesting because the blues category. Well, it's only one blues category, and that's for the best uh, blues album. And so I had a single. So I pretty much went in a pool with Willie Nelson and all these people. I'm like, wow. wow. I'm in here with Willie Nelson, wow. the man, the oh last God, man right. standing. I'm like, he's <laughs> going to kick my butt. There's no way I'm going to be that Willie Nelson. I'm going to have to write a song called I Want to Be Like <laughs> Willie Nelson in order to be that Willie Nelson. <laughs> that's funny. That's oh, funny. That's funny. Yes. Wow. But I got oh, all of the perks man. this year. You know, I hung out with Ziggy Marley. You know, I went to Dolly Parton's Woman of the Year. You know, oh I met God. Bonnie Ray for the first time. So, oh, I mean, I this Bonnie. year was just phenomenal. Yeah. That's a yeah. All thanks to the Grammys because music cares. So. That's right. Yeah. Music uh, cares. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, I did some of my early design with Bonnie Ray. I designed for Bonnie Ray when she was just starting. I met her last year. She's a phenomenal, and you know that she's a phenomenal yes. musician, guitar player, writer. I mean, she's got the whole thing, and she's, and you know what I love about her? It's like, uh, that's why I love you and Holly. You're dynamic women doing your thing in your area, and she's like that in music, you know, and I'm really, Mm -hmm. uh, I I really love women that are out there asserting themselves in in, in this me movement and just getting like you and Holly and and, and my partner Holly. I mean, she, in her area, she's dynamic. So, I mean, I love women and my partner judith i can't leave her out my partner judith we're, we're both in the rock and roll hall of fame together so i love uh supporting women and and being uh trying to promote women uh doing their thing in life you know i think that's wonderful and that's another bonnie ray when i met her i met her at the tax layer center Wow. Which was which was funny because you know my song you don't want to mess with the IRS. I'm like I just dropped you don't want to mess with the IRS, and now I'm meeting Bonnie Ray at the Tax Layer Center. What a coincidence! And so I had never been to Moline, Illinois. So wow. we uh, I stayed at the Hyatt there in Moline, and when you get off uh, when you get off the road to enter into Moline to go to East Moline where we were, all of the streets are named after blues greats. And I'm like, uh-uh, and I just turned on Little Walter Boulevard. This is so interesting. So I get to the hotel to Hyatt, and they give me a brochure, and it has Buddy Guy, Little Walter, B.B. King, Willie Dixon, everybody named one. I thought this, is, oh this is, has to be like, you oh know, some God. type of sign. So <laughs> I get there to Bonnie's concert, and, you know, the music here sent me in. So I get there at Bonnie's Jeez. concert. I'm like the second row, and it was mm. just phenomenal, okay? That would be unbelievable. Uh, this tax player center is so huge. It's a big circle dome, and Bonnie yeah. is, like, right in the middle, and she was just fantastic. I mean, I she bet. was, like, superwoman on that stage. And I was wow. like, OMG, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. And so then her manager came, and she was like, Tamiko, you and your friends, come on, we're going to take you in the back. So I'm in the back, and like, oh, yeah, right. whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, great. And so then she came in. She came in like a champion, I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she told me it was an honor to meet me. I was like, that is the honor to meet you. And we 
and then we just hugged, and it was so sweet. She was like cousin of Auntie Bonnie that I haven't seen. I'm like, if you have a problem with Bonnie Ray, you gotta you're gonna have a problem with me, because that lady wow. just touched my heart. You know when you when you're a fan of someone, you admire them, yeah. and then when you finally meet them, you hope that it's gonna be a situation like that. And I've met so many people over the years, and yeah. sometimes it's like, ugh, you know. <laughs> right. But Bonnie was not like that. Her and Dolly, I mean, they're both so sweet. So sweet. Oh. Well, yeah. you know, they act out the respect for you. You know, they act out the respect yeah. for you. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. Um, and they I, don't know, have I, to have it, you know, because a lot of people don't. You that's know, right. but they did, right. and it just made me feel so special and loved. It oh, really, that's nice. I'll to never hear. forget those moments. Oh my God, yeah. I wouldn't. I would well, never. You know, I see. I see you um, just carrying on everything in a new light, in a whole different genre of this, and um, you know, especially with the new label and with all the other stuff you're doing and this new powerful song. Wow. It's just like, what's next? (laughs) Exactly. And I have so many songs that's ready to go. I've been like, you know, waiting for the right opportunity, the right combination, the right Mm -hmm. studios to work with, you know, budgets, having enough money to do everything so I can unleash myself on the world. So, and it's time. And so I was like, wow, it's just everything, my dreams are coming true. And now, you know, because I was always under the covenant of just doing blues. And I've I've always known that it was so much more to me because I didn't grow up just listening to blues. I listened to Cher, for God's sake. You know, I lock myself in a room and sing Celine Dion, you know. So I've been exposed to so many different music. I I love it all, you know. And as an artist, people like to corner you and put you in one specific genre. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll play the role until I can get to a place where I can be myself, you know, and fully express myself in music. Because like I said, to me, it's all still blues because my music tells a story about life and it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's so cool. All the different things that you're doing though. It's, it's just, it's just incredible. And I know Spencer was just like, Oh, this is great. You know? So what we should do is um, give out your, I know that your website and stuff is going to be all revamped, um, as you told me. Yes, definitely. Um, so do we have – But right any, now you can still catch me there. Let's say you're on Facebook. A, yeah. You're on Facebook. You're on so Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. So why don't we give out I'm some I'm on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I'm pretty much on every social network uh, medium, if I'm not mistaken. I'm even still on uh, MySpace, even though people don't use MySpace. <laughs> but I'm still on MySpace. You can find my music there. Yeah. But uh, I would say the main social media outlet that I use is Facebook. You know, right, I'm a Facebook right. junkie. You know, yeah. I've met so many people through Facebook. I don't want to just throw Facebook to the side like that. So, you know, I'm like a big Facebook fan. You know, but Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, Twitter, of course. Or right. you can simply just hit my, hit up my website, TomikoDixon.com. You know, my email is TomikoDixon at gmail.com, TomikoDixon at yahoo.com. Everything is TomikoDixon.something. So mm-hmm. I'm very accessible and easy to find. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so what we should do is give out, um, we've given out the websites. What we're going to do is we're going to also, I want to say that your music is on YouTube. Also, the um, album itself is available on iTunes and also on Spotify. It's pretty much any, everywhere. Yeah, it's um, everywhere. Yeah. And you can pick that up. And what about Angels and Demons when you do drop that on July 1st? Um, where That's is that going to be released land? worldwide as well. It'll hit YouTube. Uh, it'll be sold through Sony Orchard, which everything is turning over to Sony Orchard. So everything will stay exactly where it is. Sony is just going to smack their name on there. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that yeah. the yeah. new label. So it won't be, is n- be nothing coming down and going up. Everything just stays right into rotation, and we just keep on going. Good. Yep. What yeah. I also want to say is, um, on the new label that you just um, that they created for you on Sony, um, once that really launches full full blast. Are you going to make an announcement? I'm sure they're going to do a press release on that, right? Yes, definitely. And the new artist that I'm signing to the roster, I've signed 10 new artists already. Oh, really? Wow, great. Yeah. Um, can you mention their names like, at all, or is it still go. private? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> the ink is still drying. <laughs> it was so funny. Last night... Last night she sends me this um, master rate, and then she says, "I'm on my way. I got to go meet this new band that I'm gonna possibly sign and mentor." And I'm like, "Wow, wow, this girl is just like on fire." And then I'm on my way back to Memphis. I'm like, <laughs> "Whoa." Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like, they was like, "Come check me out," and I'm like, "Okay, I've already worked with the violinist." I'm like, "If she's a she's a monster," I mean, just. The beautiful wolves. I said, wait a minute, you got a whole band? Where are you playing at, girl? Girl, I'm on my way over there. And so I went there, and I met five bands. I'm, I told them, oh, I'm VIP. I'm in the Greenwood, Green uh, Room. They're like, Miss Dixie. You know, and you know what? It's, it's so uh, interesting because, you know, to me, I'm just still the young girl from the south side of Chicago. They got a dream. And to them, they're like, you're Willie Dixon's granddaughter. You're, like, bigger, you know, and I'm. I'm just so down to earth. I'm going to remain this way, though. I don't see myself changing. You know how people change, no? I don't yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. see that. Yeah. And, I like having uh, a hot that's... dog every now and then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're so funny. That's I right. Do. I love it. With yeah, people. true. Yeah. Well, you have a good heart. Is... You have a very good heart. In music, and Holly and I, you know, agree to this. I mean, you have a wonderful heart, and you like to give to people, and that's most important. And your and your grandfather probably, obviously, was the same way. So these genes carry on, and that that happens a lot. You know, genes are carried on from famous musicians to their daughter, son, granddaughter, grandson. You know, sometimes, and uh, it's a wonderful thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the world needed yep. it then, and they need it now. That's right. So, you you bring yeah, the blues news. Yeah, because when I signed the jail, I told him. Well, Tamiko, you bring the said, blues so news. That's what I say. You bring the blues yeah. news. <laughs> well, it's sure some news to be told, I'm telling you, because yep. I'm, I plan on revamping the whole genre. I love so, it. I love it. If I got anything to do with it, the blues is evolving and going to the next level. The traditional blues will stay the traditional blues. But the new blues will definitely be infused with Americana, country, rock and roll, and bluegrass, and everything else. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think that the children and the parents need to come together in peace and harmony, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Did you ever think of doing a blues blog, like a blog on blues yourself? Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing one. I just don't have the time right now. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm so sure. So if I was able to just, way. like, te- text, yeah, yeah. Maybe along the Maybe way. Maybe once I slow I down a little it, bit, yeah. yeah. You know, have a break, yeah, yeah. That would be really, that would be really cool. You know, well, I, I would say like Facebook to see her is write a book. I'm gonna get right now. Yep, huh? that's cool. I would like that's to see. Cool. I would love to see her write a book. Yeah. Well, you know. the book is coming. The book is happening. I know. <laughs> the book is happening. And so I'm yep. telling my writer, I'm like, because you know what? I had been wanting to write a book for so many years, but I couldn't decide on what I wanted to write it about. I'm like, I'm not ready to write about my full life yet. Because I haven't hit the potential. You know how you got to have a happy ending at the end of the book? So, I mean, I have a partial happy ending now where, you know, my dreams came true and I'm breaking into the industry. But I want to, you know, have like a really big legacy and then write that life story, you know? Right. So I'm like, well, what book do I write right now? Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, let me write whatever it is right now. The real blues. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right so I'm like, this some of this blues ain't the real blues out here. I'm like, what is this? This ain't no real blues. <laughs> They're like, well, what is the real blues? I say, you know what? I'm going to tell you in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it was that. And then on top of that is what me wanting to give exposure to those who had never been given exposure before. Because so many yeah, people work important. behind the scenes mm-hmm. and don't get the, you know, you don't even know who they are. That's true. That's true. And they do so much for people. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. That's true. You know, I, what I like is all the different work that she's doing to help others. That's yes, like the most true. important yeah. part, I think, of mm-hmm. what I think comes through her music. And also, there's a story to be told. So I think that um, without revealing too much, I think that in the next, you know, couple months, we're going to see the song. We're going to see the um you know production stuff that you're doing and the new band mm-hmm. and the new yep. label and everything else so i'm really really excited about it yeah, you know I what I, I, Nico, I, hope, I hope you do a book I signing am. in new york you know along the way you know when you get, you get your book out you come to new york and i'm sure holly would like the sonoma california if you're out there you know what i'm saying that would be great maybe you guys can help me with that because that's what the my uh, book um, my co-writer, because he's mm. written 50 books already, very successful. Wow. They're all published, right? And right. so I was like, well, I'm going to get with a public speaking company and, you know, go out and tour the book. He was like, no, you need a book publicist for the book. He was like, so we'll work that out with you. But, yeah, I, I've never been to Sonoma, and I haven't been to uh, New York yet. Yeah, that's a big, yeah, they're both yeah. really cool. So it would be a good thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you really need a yeah. publicist, right? I mean, you need a, a yeah. publicist really works that whole area, you know, and that's something you may need to do, you know, a publicist, actually. And um, and so we're hoping you can get that together because that's a big thing, you know. Yeah, you? I'll get it together. Yeah. It seems like everything in my life, like I was telling Holly, everything just falls where, where it's supposed to fall. I, I've used a lot of effort as far as being prepared for when it happens. But mm-hmm. things are just happening on their own without my yeah, control. Good. Wow. That's so good. the thing is just being Johnny, like meeting you 
and being ready for this interview and having that song done, that production done, and now it's being aired, you know, so everything just falls right into place. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. It, it keeps is. Going. It's, it's meant like to dom- be. It's like dominoes. <laughs> it's like dominoes falling. It keeps going. It's snowballing, you know, right? It only yeah. gets better. Yeah. So that's why I yes, say it's more I, than I, just my effort going on. This is something that's just meant to be. And that's why, you know, I conduct myself the way that I do and I try to help as many people as I can because I oh, understand that's it is nice. bigger. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. It has to be because I did not see this. I never would have thought that I would be in the music industry. Never. Mm-hmm. I never would have figured wow. that out. Really? No. Wow. No. No. I definitely wouldn't think that I would be performing and recording and producing. I never saw this for my future. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you, I told somebody the other day, I said, it's a thing that you least expect that happens in your life. Like, I, did, I never thought I'd be an album designer, a famous, in fact. Yeah. And and that came along without even thinking about it, you know. So you never know mm-hmm. what happens in life. I'm sure Holly has that in her life. You know, you, you don't realize what you're going to be doing and it just falls into place. And that's what you're yeah. supposed to do. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. It's all good, right? It's all good and positive, you know, for the world. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what my godfather, my godfather is Marshall uh, Thompson of the Shylights. And so he mm. told me, he said, listen, baby, I'm going to give you some <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you can't fit a, you can't fit a rectangle inside of a triangle. <laughs> he said, if it don't, no, he said, if it don't work, don't make it. He said, if it don't fit, don't push it. That's he true. said, things are just That's too right. rough and too difficult. Just just leave it alone. He That's said, everything right. that happened good in my life came, and it was a beautiful thing. It made me feel happy. I wasn't mm. stressed out about it. He said, and that's how you know what you should be doing. That's true. That's good words. Because mm-hmm. he knows I won't give up. So that's... he had to tell me, listen, sometimes you got to give up, move it on along, you know, chop it up as a lesson learned, you know, because everything you think, everything I thought I wanted is not where I am right now. But I'm happy now. Yeah, that's important. So, yeah, I mean, that's what's most important. I always believe, and I know Holly knows this, is where your heart goes. You know, if you can, if yeah. you can do things in life that your heart loves, that's the most important thing. You know. Mhm. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, my heart loves this music, and you guys, and thank you, you so much for having you know me on you your do. show. I appreciate well, it we so love much. It. You're coming back. I man. really, really do. It. You're back. I come from a place where people don't quite stick together no more, so. You're family. It's like family. Think of it like family, all of us. Well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to play A New Day Arising, and I want you to hear, this has got such a different feeling to it, and it's a really beautiful song. Um, Mm. And I want to say to everyone, it's Friday. Please do not drink and drive. And I know... uh, Spencer had a few things he wanted to talk about real quick uh, before we let, end Let me just show. bring it up very fast, and then we're going to go right back to take a minute. I, just, I was at a very big uh, event last night at the Mad Museum, and my uh, to let people know my Ramones poster is in amongst 400 punk posters at the Mad Museum in New York, a very historic show. But they had an event last night with some really great photographers, uh, David Godless, Bob Gruen, um, uh, Marcia Resnick and Paul Zone, who Holly and I have interviewed on our radio show before, and also Jillian McCain, who did the Q and A. Uh, her book with Lex McNeil, "Please Kill Me," one of the most incredible music books out there uh, that has been published. And uh, 
Anyway, the event was wonderful, and each photographer went over some of their work. It was a very amazing night. It was a packed house, and i got to tell you, it was a beautiful night, and um, I just wanted to bring that up. They have events going on with the show that's in New York now until August 18th, uh, the Punk Graphics 1976 and 1986 poster show, 400 posters. And now we'll go back to Tamika Live. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Congratulations. No, I'm I'm just really excited to call you my friend and to say that oh. I'm really excited about this new song oh. and I'm yeah. so happy that we have you on the air and I'm oh. just I'm really excited for you for what's coming up because you deserve it, Tamiko. Yeah. You really Thank do. You. Thank That's you. right. And safe well, travels. You definitely tonight. have a friend indeed, honey. Yep. Take yep. care. And um, safe travels tonight. And again, okay. guys, please, it's Friday. Please do do not drink and drive. There's been a lot of really crazy stuff going on everywhere. And uh, um, what else? We want to put positive um, feelings out there in the air. And yeah, uh, thank you so much positive. for being here. And let's keep the blues alive. Yeah. yeah. That's and right. Blues are happening, I'm going to play New Day Rising. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and throw this song on the air. And for everyone listening again, if you missed the beginning, listen to it on iTunes. And um, I found out that we are simulcast through probably about 12 or 13 different um, platforms. So this show will be available probably there too. So here you guys go. Have a good one. And Tamika, did you have anything else you wanted to say before I end the show? Uh, yeah, I just want to thank you guys again for having me on the show today, and thank you to all the listeners that are listening. And uh, long live the blues. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, love you. Here you guys love go. You. Love you too, hon. Love, love you. Bye. <laughs>
chance to give another chance. And as of right now, you can start again by showing some love. You make a new friend. It goes a long way. Just saying thanks as you take your breath and breathe in. 